two peas on a pod. It's a podcast about movies and other stuff. Two peas on a pod brought to you live from two Mississippi movie buffs. Two peas on a pod exploring films so you can get all the details. Two peas on a pod. Here come your hosts, Jason and Dale. of Two Peas on a Pod. I'm Jason here as always with Dale and today we're going to be talking about our experiences at Pentacon 2015. It was a, uh, a convention we went to this past weekend. It was February 27th through March 1st but uh, first we're going to get started with some recent watches and news, our, our typical format. Um, how's it going man? It's going all right. What about you? Same old, same old man. I'm just trying to uh, damn weather here today. It was 82 yesterday, and the low last night was 28. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you believe that crap? Been that extreme here, but yeah, it's it's uh, it got up to 81 here in Harrisburg. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. I, this this weather's got to be messing with uh, everybody's allergies. Oh no doubt, it's messing with mine. Well, it was like sleeting uh, <clears throat> till about noon, I would say, and uh, it was so cold that you know it it wasn't melting right away either. So it was you know little balls of uh, ice everywhere, or little you know piles of tiny pieces of ice everywhere. The, the most shit we've gotten, we haven't gotten any snow or anything all year. So anyway, that's. Uh, yeah, everybody freaked out, and uh, all the schools closed for no fucking reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, schools close, but nothing else does. So what the fuck are you supposed to do if your kid's in school and you have a job? I mean, burn a vacation day, I guess. But, uh, you know. Anyway, I'll, I'll quit bitching about that. But uh, I'm sure people in the north are, like, tired of... Uh, Hearing us talk about uh, our, you know, winter blast or whatever the hell it is. Oh man, I know they're having it bad too. They're well, man, it's, having it much worse than we are. Oh yeah, they're like fucking driving around in like three feet of snow, and we're bitching about you know some sleet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. Do you want to talk about anything you've seen recently? Oh, um, yeah, I've, uh, what did I watch? Uh, I, we, I went back and revisited the, uh, Dolph Lundgren Punisher the other day. Oh, yeah. You know, we went to that video store and I found that huge pack of action movies. Man. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I like it. I, I, it's probably my favorite Punisher movie out of the three made. Um, it's, it's just. It's got that '80s style to it, and freaking ninjas everywhere. <laughs> um, and that one is like not not very close to the uh, to any of the comics, is it? Uh, 
Besides Frank Castle, no. Uh, I mean, yeah. you've got him moving to the sewer and butt naked. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, talking to God, asking God why uh, over and over. It's Yeah, you don't have uh, this little sidekick in this thing is uh, a homeless dude that I could have sworn was that the English guy from Day of the Dead, but I looked it up and it wasn't. Uh, just the way he talks and acts and everything. It's not microchip. Um, and uh, it's uh, Louis Gossett Jr., who's actually really oh, yeah. by the way. Uh, I mean, the little time he's in the movie, he totally acts out, or out-acts off one grin. Or, I don't think yeah, that's not do. too hard. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's fine, though. It's, uh, like, the, the Thomas Jane Punisher is not girl well for me. Uh, I, I, I never liked more. the Thomas Jane Punisher. I never did. Yeah, it just... I, I don't know. It, it's not much redeeming qualities to it to me. It's just generic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, freaking Warzone, which is a totally different thing altogether. I I hate Warzone with a passion, but it's also really funny in parts. Um, although... Warzone has the best Frank Castle, easily. Really? Um, I love that. Ray Livingston or Livingstone? Yeah. I think it's Livingstone. Oh, oh, I, think okay. I just realized what you're talking about. That's the, that, that's the, uh, the newest uh, Punisher movie. Yeah. 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 So, so you I hate that it's movie? awesome. Yeah, I hate it. It's dog shit. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just I just don't understand why they can't take a character like Frank Castle who requires no superpowers or special you know, special effects or anything. None of them, unlike most yeah. of the other Marvel characters, and they can make a decent movie out of it. You know, Punisher would work great as a uh you know, just a, a crime drama. Or yeah. uh, even a Honestly, the Punisher could work as a miniseries. Uh, yeah, it would probably work best as a miniseries because, you know, if they do another movie, and they probably will, what they're going to do is yeah. they're going to reboot it, and you're going to see the whole fucking origin story again, which I'm tired of origin stories. We all, you know, we all know what happens to the Punisher, you know? Yeah. Uh... Pick it up and put, you know, know, fucking Daredevil or some shit in there. Oh, man. I I think they need to get Garth Ennis from the comics. Get yeah. him in there to write the freaking script. Because uh, it's his stories where uh, uh, the Daredevil meets up with the Punisher are hilarious. Yeah. I, I think it's pronounced uh, Garth Ennis, Garth isn't it? Garth Anus, yes, it is. Okay, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. A thick, a thick Irish bro in there. It's called Garth Anus. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, uh, 
Yeah, shit, man. I've been busy. I've watched a lot of stuff recently. Um, trying to think if there's anything I wanted to even uh, mention here. Uh, I finally got to see uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Oh, I watched that. I bought that, you know, the Blu-ray back when it came out. Um, and I've just been sitting on it. Um, I got to say I really enjoyed it. I did. Um, I think I had my expectations lowered quite a bit with all the, you know, negative reviews I saw. Yeah. But, I mean, I was just expecting to see something similar to the first movie, and that's exactly what I got. You know? So just more of the same. Exactly. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, in my opinion. No, I just... I don't know why anybody would have expected any different. No, man. It's, I mean, you haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't. Well, it's all in the voodoo if you want to check it out. I'll do that. I'd, I'd say definitely watch it, because you were, you were a fan of the first one, weren't you? Yeah. I really enjoy the first one. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, you know, a lot of people have actually died since the first movie came out. Or two in particular, uh, Brittany Murphy and uh, oh, uh, John Coffey. Uh, yeah, I can't think of his name. Uh, it's Michael Clark Duncan. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and he was replaced. Uh, they they kind of retired Brittany Murphy's character um, as respect, I guess. I don't understand, but uh, she wasn't that big of a deal to me anyway. But uh, whoever the, they replaced Michael Clark Duncan with uh, did a really good job. You got to see the old origin story with him and Marv, which was really cool. Oh. Cool. I, I think it said, is it that dude from the Allstate commercials? Not like the guy that was in Major League. Let me see. Um, I'm not sure his name. Uh, I wasn't too familiar with him. Um, Dennis Haysbert. Oh, you know what? You may be right. Okay. Looks like him. Yeah, the the guy who uh, did he the guy who was originally the president yeah. on Twenty Four? Or am I getting that totally I think wrong? you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right, dude. It's it's fucking Serrano from Major League. I had no idea that was him. He's looking good for being as old as he is, man. He's fucking. Born in '54, motherfucker was was uh, roided up in that movie. Damn, I didn't know he but, was that uh, old. Yeah, I, I, that's why I was surprised it was him. I thought it was some younger guy. But uh, yeah, solid flick, man. I definitely recommend it. You know, especially if anybody, you know, if you like the the first one, you know, don't don't let the bad reviews, you know, turn you off. Is it's it, it's kind of weird because it it jumps back and forth between you know being a prequel and being a sequel to the to the first Sin City movie because the whole plot line with uh, Nancy I think it is Jessica Alba's character yeah that's that's after you know that's that's after the first movie but the whole plot line with Marv and uh, Dwight played by Jan, uh, Josh Brolin that that's before that's that's like a prequel part. Hmm. But uh, solid man, solid as fuck. Like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in there, uh, Josh Brolin, uh, Powers Booth's back again, Ray Liotta, uh, Jeremy Piven, 
Christopher Lloyd, like all star cast in there. Yeah, it sounds like a great cast. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it was like the best thing in the world, but you know, I was definitely impressed with it. But uh, hmm. yeah, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Um, God, I watched. Uh, uh oh, I went back and watched uh, Gremlins two, the other one. <laughs> That's a fun one. Uh, I love it. I know people who shit all over it because it's it's a different style of movie from Gremlins, but I love it. Uh, it's, it makes fun of all that shit going on in the 90s. That's all it yeah. is. It's just making fun of a lot of stuff. It's like it's satire. Um, it's, I think it, it does a good job of balancing the satire with, I mean, there's some legitimate scares in there, you know, similar to the first movie. You know, um, yeah, I, I think it's solid all the way around. Oh man, I, I you know Christopher Lee is in there. I love him. Um, his character, um, Jesus, who else was in there? Uh, what's his name? Donald Glover. Oh yeah, his name was yeah. Donald Glover. He's he's. I love seeing him whenever he's on yeah. screen. It's awesome. Uh, so he he was Lex Luthor in Smallville. That's mainly what I remember oh, him from. Okay. Cool. So yeah, he did a great job in there. Yeah, he's you know it's, what, what was his name? Daniel Clamp. Uh, it's just I enjoy the movie. It's uh, is it dated? Yeah, it is a bit dated. You know, nineteen ninety. Uh, yeah. I mean, and one thing that's better than the first one, I think, is, is the Gremlins themselves, just because Rick Baker got involved. Oh, man. They, uh, they look so... I mean, they look so good, the the makeup effects. I mean, the uh, puppeteering is, is so good. Yeah, and he, he was able to give each individual Gremlin their own, you know, character. Yeah. Uh, which I really liked. I love the one You've with got- the, uh, the googly eyes. Oh, what's his fucking name? Yeah, his eyes are just like rolling around in his head. Yeah, uh, I love the scene where he's uh, got uh, oh, I can't remember the dude's name, but he's got into the dentist chair, and he's acting like oh yeah, uh, like marathon man. Is it safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, uh, and see, I didn't even get that until recently because I I just watched Marathon Man a few years ago. Yeah. See, the older you get, the more you uh, appreciate stuff like that. I love that now. Yeah. Um, Just imagine all the stuff we missed in movies like that, like references. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what we didn't miss was Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Um, I love that. The Gramsters. Man, I am glad that the the Blu-ray has the home video. Bit that was uh, excised out. I can't remember what that was at the moment. That's what uh, I was going to say. Did, didn't you say that the VHS tape was different? Like it, instead of it being like the, a burn through, like on the uh, the thirty five millimeter, it was a uh, like the the VHS tape fucked up or something. Yeah, yeah. They they changed it up in the home video release, which is cool. So I didn't uh, remember that. 
But one thing that I really do like is, you know, Joe Dante is a huge monster kid. You know, he grew up with the yeah. classic stuff. And, uh, you know, of course, he has Dig Miller in both Gremlins movies, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but he has Dude, I think, cameos. Hmm? Go ahead. I was going to say, I think Dick Miller's in, like, every movie he's ever done. You may like, be he, has a, he has a cameo and like, even his newer stuff. He plays, like, the pizza guy or something, you know? Well, didn't Joe Dante do The Burbs? Yeah. Okay, so there's two people from the Burbs who cameo to Gremlins too. Okay. Uh, um, the uh, you know the the crazy family, uh, the uh, I guess a mad scientist kind of guy who lived over there in that house. Oh, the yeah, white yeah. hair. You've seen him uh-huh. in uh, some other things. He at the part of Gremlins too, when they uh, find that employee taking a smoke break when he's not supposed to, and they fire him. That's him. And okay. Then the, uh, and then the guy who kept pissing off Tom Hanks, you know, who's supposed <laughs> to be his buddy, he played yeah. a security guard who who uh, arrested uh, the, the main guy. I keep forgetting his freaking name, but uh, uh, but my favorite cameo though is at the theater scene when the projectionist comes down, complaining about uh-huh. the curtains. That's uh, that's Kenneth Toby. Who was a veteran of? Uh, he's passed away now, but he he was in uh, like the oh god, it came from beneath the sea. Uh, I believe he was in um, the thing from another world. Oh wow! You know, it's yeah, he was in quite a few of those. And uh, just a bit of trivia: he was married to Evelyn Anchors, who was the uh, female lead in The Wolfman. Oh, wow, man. Small world. Yeah. Yeah, it is. She's one of the few people who could not stand Lon Chaney. She hated him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love Gremlins, too. And you can tell he loves, you know, the whole monster genre and horror and all that. And it shows. It's a yeah. movie. I was just thinking today, I, I need to go back and watch Matinee again. Yeah, see, I need to see that again, too. See, I, I've forgotten. I mean, I, I know it's good. I know that I liked it, but I've forgotten a lot of it. And I'm a big fan oh, of Joe Dante. Yeah, I don't. how can you not be? I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's really good at what he does. He's got something coming up soon. Uh, but, you know, he's working on something. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Um, you know, a new project that he just got, got greenlit. Last thing I saw him do was uh, the hole, which is which is not a porno. <laughs> He's related to that movie Holes with Shia <laughs> I wish. Uh, 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 burying the X. I think it it was already completed, but it didn't have distribution here in the states yet. I think he finally got uh, distribution uh, here in the States. It's uh, Anton uh, Yelchin. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that name. Uh, uh, he, he played, uh, yeah, he played Chekhov at the two new Star Treks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, I've been following him, his, you know, childhood career and stuff. He's done a lot of good stuff. 
But uh, stars Anton Yel- Yelchin, uh, Ashley Green, Alexandra, Daddario, which she's fucking gorgeous. I don't know if you if you ever saw a True Detective. I saw uh, quite a bit of it. I haven't seen well, it. Uh, it's something I'm really need to see. She was the chick probably about halfway in that he was cheating on his wife with. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Okay, with yeah. Some, like huge jugs. Yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you would remember her. If you saw her, you'd remember her. But she's, uh, she was also in the Texas Chainsaw 3D film, came out a couple of years ago. But she's, she's going places, man. You're going to, you're going to see her in some stuff. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to watching the, uh, newest Joe Dante flick. Oh, there's one more thing for anybody who, who still listens to this. Uh, you know, I was telling you a little while ago about that, uh, history of horror that I'd watched. It's a three part. Oh yeah. 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 I finally finished the third part earlier today. Now this thing is by Mark. I've heard his name said Gatiss, Mark Gatiss, G-A-T-I-S-S. Anybody watches Sherlock? He plays Mycroft Holmes. And uh, he's written for the new Doctor Who series. He's pretty prominent in you know, the British uh, industry right now. But he's a uh-huh. huge car fan. So he, he wrote this whole thing and posted it. You know, he, he went to uh, locations, big locations for a lot of these horror movies, which is great to see him. Because he goes with John Carpenter back to the place, Haddonfield, to the house, to Laurie Strode's house, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, it came out in 2010. Uh, I highly recommend that for anybody who enjoys horror. Just find some way to get out. I'm not sure if it's been released here or if you just had to get it through Amazon UK. But uh, the first part Did you, is all... You, huh? you bought it? No, I ended up finding it on the internet. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, but I didn't know much about it, and I couldn't find it here. But um, the first part is uh, the 19... Start in the 1920s, you know, with uh-huh. uh, Lon Chaney's Phantom of the Opera, because he considers that the beginning of what would be that, that universal cycle, which I do too. Okay. Uh, so it goes from that. A lot of people consider it to be Dracula, but I think it goes back a little bit further. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's from 1925 to the 1940s. So you've got the entire universal cycle as well as about Luton horrors and everything. Right. And then that, that ends, it kind of subsides in the, in the uh, in the forties, because in the fifties, that's when the atomic giant monsters and all that really came to be. But uh, the second episode is all about uh, British horror. It's when it moves from America to Britain with the Hammer horror cycle and uh-huh. everything it influenced. So they go into Amicus and all the uh, anthologies, you know, the Tales for the Crypt and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It goes into all of that, and then that fades out. Uh, that one's actually really quick, about 10 years for that one. And then 
it jumps back to America with the uh, psycho. Uh, he, okay. Psycho. That's the third episode. Starts with Psycho, and then it goes to uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, and it ends. Actually, it, it ends in the late seventies. It ends with Halloween. Okay. Uh, so That's he, kind of an odd place to end. Well, he uh, the way he he sees it is, you know, Michael Myers and. Uh, Halloween was like a truly legitimate horror film, and the others were just slashers that just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, whereas well, Halloween was different for its time. I don't That's necessarily agree with that, but but I mean, horror became profitable. I think was the difference. It did. He, you know. he does go into that. He goes into the fact that now there's a huge fan base, so horror won't have the all that it used yeah. to have. You know, where it just disappeared for a few years. It wasn't profitable at all. But, uh, yeah, he he does, he, he's more of the old school kind of horror. You know, he goes into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too, uh, which was uh, really cool to go into that. Um, but uh, he seems to lament that horror as of the last couple of decades is, not really had anything like that, like those big game changers. You know, he, he says there's been a few standouts, but it's, it hasn't been anything like, like that. You know, we, have, we haven't had a psycho or something like that. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> nothing, that, nothing that big. No, no, that's, that's, that's why he stopped where he did, because for him, Halloween was the last big game changer. Uh, but I mean, uh, it's, it's a solid thing. It's really cool. Cool interviews with people. Uh, the one that was kind of sad to see was Gloria Stewart. Uh, everybody yeah. remembers her as old Rose from Titanic, but she was also in the uh, uh, James Wales movies. She was in two of them. She was in uh, what was it, The Invisible Man? I think I'm getting that right. The Invisible Man and, uh, yeah, Invisible Man and The Old Dark House. So this interview was done with her literally right before she died because she she died like weeks, just like two or three weeks before it premiered on television in the UK. And you could tell, you could tell she's like really failing. But she's got a lot of that enthusiasm just to talk about what she had done. So it's really cool that, that he was able to do that. Dude, that sounds awesome, man. I love stuff like that. i got to find that to watch for sure. Oh, it's great. It's, I mean, it's really, I mean, you could tell he loves this stuff. Uh, it's just cool that he's able to go back to some of the, you know, original set pieces uh, used yeah. for some of these films. And, and again, the interviews. Uh, like Carpenter, Romero, uh, Stewart, uh, oh God, uh, Carlo Lamley, uh, uh, Toby Hooper, oh, yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I definitely have to check that out. Um, see anything else I wanted to mention? I watched uh, Wolf of Wall Street again and uh, <laughs> liked yeah. it. 
even for the second time around it. Like I, I watched it again, and you know, even though it does run a little bit long, I think it's a great movie. I want to watch it again. You know, that's how much I enjoyed it the second time around. I heard some stupid shit. I don't know. Okay, I didn't even want to bring it up. It's just it's stupid. You see what I mean? You know, just I mean. people say shit. I don't even know. I don't even listen to it half the time. What did I say? That's shit about you and your cousin or something like that. I don't even listen to it. It doesn't even... Oh, that's not like that. No, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Like, you married your cousin or some stupid shit, you know? Yeah, my wife, yeah, my wife is my cousin or whatever, but it's not like what you think or whatever, you know? Is she, like, a first cousin or is she... Yeah, no, she, you know, her, her father is the, is the brother of my mom. Mm -hmm. It's not like, what, you know, look, we grew up together. And she grew up hot, you know, she right. fucking grew up hot. And all my friends were trying to fucking, you know, and I, I was, I'm not going to let someone, you know, one of these assholes fuck my cousin. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I used the cousin thing as like, yeah, yeah. like an end with it. I'm, I'm not going to let someone else fuck my cousin. You what? know, if anyone's going to fuck my cousin, it's, it's going to be me out of, out of respect, you know. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not afraid of like the whole kid thing, right? Like the whole kids, right? right? Yeah. I no, mean, we have two kids. And then, I mean, I don't mean, I don't want to get personal or anything. No, they're not retarded or anything like that. But there's a big chance, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, there's like a 60%, you know, 60 to 65% chance the kid's gonna be fucking retarded or whatever. That scared the shit out of me, buddy. I look, man, a lot of having a kid or whatever takes risks, whether you're fucking cousins or not. What if you, I mean, what if something like that happened? I basically, you know, if the kid was retarded, I would, I would, you know, drive it up to the country and just like, you know, open the door and let us say, you're free now, you know, like run free. You look like you fuck. No, we would take it to like an institution or somewhere that's handled to like, you know, raise the kid or whatever. That's, uh, oh, yeah, man. Even though they're, they're pieces of shit, but you enjoy being right there with them. Yeah, yeah. It's all, you know, a lot of people compare it to, uh, to Goodfellas, and I can see that, but it's almost like, uh, I don't know, Goodfellas. You know, a little bit crazier, you know. Oh, I think it's a hell of a lot crazier. Yeah. A lot more cocaine but, or a lot more Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh, Jonah Hill, man. Oh, man. But <laughs> the movie starts off with him uh, blowing uh, cocaine in that, in that girl's butthole. Yeah. Yep. Which, I, mean, I, I, I don't know if that's for her benefit or for his benefit. Um, I, I guess everybody benefits off of that. Yeah, but, uh, I guess even especially the viewer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, solid, solid movie. And uh, you mentioned uh, Shia LaBeouf, and he had a uh, a role in uh, Dumb and Dumber when Harry met Lloyd. I watched that yesterday. <sighs> okay, you need to tell me what you thought about it. Besides that one word you sent me over text earlier. Even though that should be on the DVD case, just ass in quotation marks. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I couldn't remember what I said. Uh, you haven't seen it, right? No. Yeah, I've kind of avoided it myself. Um, dude, I don't know, man. It's they. Uh, it's not as bad as you might imagine. It's definitely not not good in any in any stretch, but 
I think the the they had they had trouble. They were trying not to find people that mimicked, you know, uh, uh, Jim Carrey and uh, Jeff Daniels. They, they were yeah. trying to find somebody that that could bring something original, and I think they got too caught up in that. And uh, really, you really had some of both. I mean, you had, you know, they were mimicking, and you know, they weren't really bringing a whole lot to the table, you know, with their you know, with the originality of the, you know, the guys playing them. Um, I don't know. It, it, it suffered from a lot of things, but, uh, I, I watched some of the special features on the DVD and I, I, I kind of felt sorry for the guys that got cast because, you know, it was kind of their big break in Hollywood and everybody, you know, just rakes them to the coals for doing, you know, a, a shitty impression of, of, you know, the, you know, the two guys in the original movie. Oh, oh, Wait, you, you're talking about, you're talking about. No, no, this is not years ago. Oh, dude, you, yeah. okay, he confused the hell out of me on that. Okay, I've seen that one, when Harry met Lloyd. Yeah, the, yeah, the I, prequel. I actually saw that in theaters, because I worked there, though. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty forgettable that. I think the guy who plays Harry, Jim Carrey's character, I think he does really well. Mm. Actually, both of them do well. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's all I remember of it. I don't remember anything else in particular about it. I thought it kind of this, this last one. Yeah, that's the same way I feel. I'm not going to watch the, the, the Dumb and Dumber 2. But I am going to watch Ace Ventura, uh, Pet Detective Jr. <laughs> Dude, you know, that's one that it's, I, I, I've known it's been around since it came out, but I just, it's like my, my, my brain just wouldn't even, like, I just glance over it. You know, they, they pick a, a fat kid to play a young Ace Ventura. I guess it's is he Is he doing a Jim Carrey impression the whole time? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Because if he I'm, is, I got to see it immediately. That and and Son of the Mask we're going to do as well. We're going to watch those as well. Damn. With uh, our, uh, you know, America's uh, sweetheart, uh, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Man, if I had thought about that, it would have been a great thing to put on a t-shirt and give to him at that convention last year. America's get him to Get him to sign your uh, Son of the Mask uh, laser disc and write American Sweetheart on it. Uh, we should have taken pictures of him trying to sneak out of that hotel, too. Yeah, I gotta say, man, I really lost a lot of respect for the guy that I didn't really have a whole lot for to begin with. I thought mm-hmm. it was funny when I saw him doing that. I mean, it just kind of fit with what I've read. Uh, what pissed me <laughs> off is that in his mind, he's somebody. Oh, that no. motherfucker is Hollywood's uh, uh, fucking bidet. You know, that that motherfucker is on the, <laughs> the bottom of the shoes of real people, you know? He's so close to nothing. Like, he's about to do a reality show or some shit he sucks so bad. Oh, yeah, dude. I put him on the Hollywood Squares. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Him and uh, Bruce Valanche. 
if Bruce Lance would eat him alive. Sexually. Well, yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I meant. Right. <laughs> I actually like Bruce Lance. He's, he's hilarious whenever I see him. And some of those pictures you sent me are disturbing as hell. Oh, dude, he he takes being gay to a whole awesome level, man. He <laughs> uh, it makes me just he embraces it, even though he looks hideous as fuck. He embraces yeah. the hell out of that. It actually makes me respect the hell out of him because he's just going to ride a joint himself. And good for him, especially sure, when he has sure. pictures taken of him. Deep throating huge dildos. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever works for you, I guess. Well, yeah. But uh, <sighs> we got derailed. Um. But uh, well, yeah. Have you have you seen anything else that you wanted to mention? Kind of thing, man. Uh. What else did I watch? I watched, um, oh, I watched something I had, I had never seen. There's another one on this set. Uh, it's from 1993. Even though the, the quality on this DVD makes it look like it's from 83. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's called Extreme Justice. Uh, uh-huh. I'd never seen it before. It may still be on Netflix. But uh, it's got Scott Glenn, who's always great, and uh, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, who looks really freaking weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's somebody who actually, I think as he got older, started looking better. He's a good-looking guy, but he had long hair, long flowing hair in this, and it's yeah. just distracting as hell because it makes him, it makes him look like his his body, like his chest is eating his head, like his neck is gone and it's just sucking his head down. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's really weird watching him, but it's, uh, it's about the, it's, uh, it's based on a true story, I guess, of the SIS, the Special yeah. Investigation Squad or something in, in Los Angeles. And, uh, yeah, Fat Cotter was in it and I love him. And I was just, I was, I guess he's retired from acting now. Really? Uh, I guess. I haven't seen him in anything in years. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm guessing he, he started, well, no, he's in a James Bond movie, too. I'm not sure what year. Uh, of course, the first thing I remember seeing him in was Alien. But uh, I don't know. It's, the movie's all right. It's just... It's just a part for the course action movie. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's on Netflix. Uh, that, okay, uh, there are two movies that I have to recommend to people. And I've actually got one playing right now. Uh, the Lou Ferrigno Hercules movies. <laughs> if nobody's seen them. These, these things, these things are something else. I actually recommending them to a buddy of mine who lives in South Korea, and he started texting me this morning saying he was finally watching them and uh, how much he loved them, how absolutely stupid these things are. They are... Uh, it, it's The director, I think, is... 
Seattle. Yeah, even though it says Lewis Coates on here, it's Luigi Cosi, who is uh, an Italian director. He he directed Contamination. If you've ever seen that. Contamination. Uh, is there an alternate uh, title to that? I want to say I have seen that. Yeah, I know there is. I can't remember what it is, though. Um, yeah, yeah, I believe I have seen that at some point. Okay. At, at the beginning of it, it's these dudes in these, uh, like, hazmat suits going up to these alien eggs. And for some <laughs> reason, they're like, their, their chests explode out. It just makes the chest explode for no reason. They were trying to do an alien thing, but with alien, there was a purpose because, like, the baby, you know, the chest burst was hatching. And this, there is no purpose. The chest just rupture. <laughs> uh, and it's really violent and really nasty. And they do it in slow-mo every single time. <laughs> uh, but uh, he also directed Star Crash, with uh, Carolyn Monroe. Uh, okay. Which, uh, these movies, uh, these Hercules movies and Star Crash are excellent late-night movies to me. They're the kind of stuff that would have been on USA Up All Night when we were kids. Uh, that's exactly what they feel like. <laughs> I just have to recommend them because they're just fun. What was it, Hercules, and what's the other one? Uh, Star Crash. Oh, you're recommending that one too? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm not saying yeah, they're good. they're like really low budget, right? Yeah, they are. But he, I mean, he put stop motion like this Hercules stuff. He has stop motion mechanical monsters in there, uh, <laughs> which is really out of place with Greek mythology. But then again, I think it was influenced by uh, that. Owl from uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Contamination, let's see, also known as Alien Contamination and Toxic Spawn. Let's see. And um, Ian McKellen is in this. If I haven't seen this, it's it's been on my list. No, I did. I've I've rated it, so I've seen it at some point. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Goblin did the music. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So there... Of course, Goblin's from Dawn of the Dead, but uh, the guy who did the music for these Hercules movies. It's uh, Pino Donaggio, who did Piranha. Okay. And this is just fun. Just yeah. Good fun, fun shit. And Brigno is like Steve Reeves times 10, you know. <laughs> he's, he's, I, uh, whatever. But, yeah, that's that's what I've watched. That's pretty much all I've watched. Was this, for Rigno like uh, after uh, The Incredible Hulk? I would guess so. Yeah, this is 80... I think 83 and 85. Yeah, 83 and 85, yeah. It's Hercules and the Adventures of Hercules. 
It's Canon. Canon releases. Oh, there you go. I just say no more. I, I just don't understand why Luigi Cotti would still be using an Americanized name. That was, uh, I mean, in the 80s. That's just weird to me. I know they did that in the 60s. Like, uh, Sergio Leone did that originally for a fistful of dollars. But even, you know, this Planet of the Vampires poster I have has names like Barry Sullivan yeah. in there and, and Norma Bengal. And you know those are not Italian names. Barry's definitely not Italian. It's Sullivan. Um, but, uh, well, I'm guessing that, I mean, they're going to, I mean, it's shot in Italian? Uh, these these uh, films are shot in Italian? The, the Hercules ones are, are I'm not sure, man. Because, uh, you know, if they're shot in Italian, they're doing some shit dub job on them and probably trying to make it look like it is an American film. I guess so. I just thought that that would have uh, the whole tradition would have uh, faded no. away in the seventies. No. Go back to where you came from. This is America. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think people that that feel that way would look at who's directing a movie anyway. Oh no. You know they're not going to have a, uh, a a preference there. I, I, what I need to do is see if uh, he did the same thing for uh, like Star Crash. I'm or sure he did. For that contamination movie, that contamination was uh, 19. Yeah. Yeah, he was Lewis Coates on there. Really? Yeah. Wow. What What's interesting about him is he is a Godzilla fan, and he did something that. Was illegal. Uh, Toho will not allow it to be released anywhere. Is he took uh-huh. the original Godzilla and uh, we filmed it, but he put these weird tents, like these colored gel tents, through the whole thing, so it makes it look almost surreal. And then he put in actual footage of um, of uh, the atomic bombings, like the destruction and everything. So you've got Godzilla. You know, like in the Japanese version, he walks around and then they show the, the Tokyo and ruins and the people in, in the hospital. Well, in his version, he throws in charred corpses and all sorts of awful <laughs> shit in there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They, you can find, I got a, uh, a bootleg of it years ago. And I still have it. I got it with something. Somebody gave it to me with something else I bought. But, uh,. It's it's called Godzilla, C O Z Z I L L A, and it's 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 weird, man. And, and the music's different too. The music's just really strange. He did that in like nineteen seventy-seven, I think. Wow. Well, just just some trivia there. Jesus. But uh, let's see, I guess we can get into some news here. I guess the most uh, breaking news I think just happened today is uh, Harrison Ford was in a uh, a plane crash. Yeah, I I actually looked at pictures of it, man. It was like a, it looked like a a World War II era plane he had crashed in. 
Do you know the detail on how bad the the crash was or anything? The plane looked kind of rough. I mean, it's like it looks like no landing gear came down to the nose. It's like cracked upward. Or you just slammed into the golf course. Um, was he was he flying it? Yes. I see. Uh, that's what I don't understand, man. I mean, how many times have we heard of people doing that kind of shit? Well, he's been flying for years, so. Yeah. I know he goes up on well, the mountains and saves kids. But, oh uh, yeah. I, I just when I when I saw that it's it's got two seats. Um. Uh, I, I, okay, I have to say this this chick in this Hercules movie is a fucking codpiece. With like <laughs> and it it dangles down, so it looks like she's packing. It's really weird. Uh, is it like a, a merkin? Uh, is there a merkin sticking out of it? Yeah, it sure is. It's just everywhere. <laughs> no, this is in the, uh, the 80s. I'm sure she didn't need a merkin. I'm sure she's packing uh, some hardcore 70s bush in there. Oh, dude, it looks like a dog in there. I don't know why she would need a cup for all that, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when I saw pictures of that plane, it's got it's two seats in there. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't help but think of, um, you remember the league when uh, Rafi is doing the squirt squad thing and nobody else is? Yeah. And uh, he's like in the backseat, starts punching uh, Pete in the dick while he's driving. He's <laughs> punching him in the dick. That's what I thought happened to Harrison Ford. That's what I was imagining. He just like punched him in the dick right up in the air until he crashed. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Right? Yeah. He crashes. Here's the board's just a crumpled mess, and he just jumps out, screams "Scrub Squad!" and runs off. Scrub Squad. <laughs> but, uh, With some pocket dogs, uh, he pulls out a pocket dog. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, well, uh, yeah, we wish him a uh, speedy recovery. Um, you know, big fan of his work. Not not necessarily a fan of the man himself, but uh, yeah, you you know, you always hate to see that happen to anybody. He's uh, what seventy two years old now, so uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's too old to be doing shit like that because you don't bounce back anymore. I guarantee you that much. Well, you I mean, know, he just you, recovered. You know, after the thing was, oh. uh, what was it, Star Wars last year? Yeah, he, he uh, broke his ankle or something like that. Yeah. But, um. You know, the first thing I saw of this was on bloodydisgusting.com saying he was in critical condition and that everything I'm sure. else I'm seeing is uh, saying he's actually in fair condition. You know, he was still conscious when they got him to the hospital. He was, he was okay. He just needed to be taken care of. Critical condition makes me think he's bleeding out. Right. Uh, he's he's in intensive care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't, I, they're a pretty reputable site. I don't think they would do that just to get uh, a click no. count. No. No, of course it's, not. Just, it's just some media. They're just rushing to get shit out. <laughs> and, and oh, yeah. No, they're blowing that shit out of proportion. Yeah. Um... Uh, well, uh, I guess we could talk about, uh, I don't think we've, we've done a show since, uh, 
you know, Neil Blomkamp's uh, been greenlit for the new uh, the new Aliens movie. We you know we found all that out, and oh, yeah. uh, talking about uh, Sigourney Weaver's coming back, and so is uh, Michael Bean, who, who I got to see in person the other day. Yeah. Yeah, he's still looking good. Which, yeah, I'd love to have his autograph, man, but uh, I don't know. I just don't, you know, I don't have all the money in the world. Uh, what was he charging? Like 40 I, I didn't ask. I would imagine at least 40 Yeah. But, uh, yeah, kind of sad to see that Sigourney Weaver's going to be in it. Um, as I think she's really... Uh, at least the past two movies, I think she's really hurt. Um, just just her presence alone, because you know, I go ahead. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, they're gonna do some alternate reality or some bullshit and say that Alien Three never happened. Because uh, I mean, basically, it's gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to justify them being older. Like, yeah, what was Alien Three like twenty twenty years ago? Yeah. Roughly twenty years ago, probably twenty two years ago, Alien Three was. Uh and ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, about twenty five. You know, I mean, they're gonna be that much older and they're gonna be what? Oh, they were in hypersleep, but you know, and from Alien One to Alien, she was in hypersleep for like seventy years or something. Yeah. And didn't, she didn't age, age a day. Know, but no, didn't age a day. So I don't know what they're gonna do. I think it's really stupid them even like Casting her, I know I keep saying that, but I really think she's dragging that whole thing down. Um, they could probably do some really cool shit if they just, you know, went back to the well. Well, they don't. I hope she tells him no guns, so they just have like tasers, you know, a cop shoes, and that's what they use yeah. in aliens. Uh, well, that's that's it. Yeah, that's my main. That's my main complaint from her. Um, you know, keep your politics at home, you know. Keep your yeah. politics at home or don't do the movie. That's your choices. Don't don't try to, you know, influence what the fuck ever. When nobody gives a shit what you have to say, nobody gives two fucks what she has to say about anything. I don't... I don't know. I'd be interested to see... Uh, how that works out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the name of the series is not Ripley. It's it's Alien. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I'm actually with you at this point. It's been long enough. Uh, well, the lady is like my mom's age, man. What's she going to do? I mean, she's not a 25-year-old woman anymore. It's not just that, but it's, you know... She died at the end of Alien 3, and they had to, <laughs> right. her to bring her back for Resurrection. Which was I, stupid, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for that at all. Uh, especially the basketball scene and that. That was just lame. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I she should have uh, She should have bent down and, like, pumped up her shoes like the old Reeboks. Yeah. She's like, and then she slam dunks. She just flies across the, uh, the, uh, the, the, whatever the hell, the whatever. meth hall, or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. The meth hall, yeah. Meth hall. I don't know. I thought you said meth hall at first. Oh, well. 
Like in the future, they just have holes for math. Yeah, sure. Uh, that uh, the contamination is free to watch on Amazon Prime. Also, awesome. I so that's that, that's in my queue. Now get it. Get yourself a six pack. If that's not enough, <laughs> get yourself a twelve yeah. pack. Whatever you need, get some beer and just sit back and watch that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it again. I've forgotten everything about it. It's, I, I enjoy it. I really did. Uh, Blue Underground put it out on DVD. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Do you do you have the Blue Runner the Blue Underground release? Yeah, yeah. I actually cool. found it at a pawn shop for like two bucks. Oh wow. Same with these Hercules movies, man. Pawn shops are sometimes the best places to find some movies. Oh yeah. Because um, I'm sure that's out of print and probably worth some money now. It might be. I haven't checked. Uh, so that, I, I don't even know if they put contamination on a Blu-ray yet. I don't think so. They will. But, um, yeah, two other things, I guess, debts. I think we need to uh, touch on here. One, of course, Winter Nimoy, everybody has already said what needs to be said about that. Yeah. Uh, I do hate that. I really do. Uh, not just for Star Trek, but, you know, for me, it wasn't search of, really. Right. Uh, oh, man, I, so much. Uh, you know, the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. He was in that. He had, uh, you know, he, he was in, God, he was in an episode of Twilight Zone. Um, I think he was in Outer Limits. He was, he had a cameo in, uh, in Them. Oh, wow. Uh, all over the place. I mean, the man, the man was a living pop icon. That's what he was. So, yeah, his, his death is a big thing, but... You know, his legacy is secure. I mean, I think very few of us can ask for a legacy like Winter Knee Boy has. Yeah. So it's it's happening, man. It's they're all going to start dropping off before we know it. Yeah, a friend of mine sent me a picture of uh, the crew, the main crew from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just looking at it and. Uh, Half of them are gone. You know, yeah. B-Boy gone. Half of them, that, that just leaves uh, Chekhov, Uhura, Sulu, and, and uh, Kirk. And, you know, the other three don't like Kirk. So. I'm sure. Who does? I bet Kirk I'm sure, I'm sure he has a gigantic head, and yeah, he probably will out, outlive everyone. He'll outlive, a, he'll outlive us. Yeah, yeah, he will. He sure will. <laughs> I uh, I was actually reading about, I guess, why he acted the way he did, to uh, and, and the way he was different. Like, what are Nimoy and Shatner were good friends, and uh, DeForest Kelly was friends with them too, from what I know. Um, Shatner treated Nimoy and Kelly as equals on the set because they had already been working for a while, and. Uh, but he treated the others like shit because they had, <laughs> I guess, and they were below him, which is bullshit. I, you know, I think he came up with some excuse I've read 
Santa, he thought that, well, you know, I was a captain, so I had to, I had to be above all of them. It's like, you're doing a TV show. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But, I could see uh, that. Even here. I mean, he, he's, the, he's the star of the show. I mean, I think everybody kind of feels that way. But, I don't know. You know, of course, all we have is, you know, his word and pretty much George Takei's word. You know, it's, sure. uh, that's pretty much it at this point. So, I don't know. But uh, that that was a shame that Nimoy died, uh, I, you know, when they admitted him to the hospital uh, a few days before he did die. I kind of got the feeling that was going to be that. Um, yeah, it's... The the people normally die from that that lung disease. I forget the, you know, it's like a uh, four letter word they have for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. ICP. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm not. No, it's like C O C O P D. I think something like that. Yeah, it's a pulmonary lung disease. So yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. It just degrades over time. So. Yeah, especially his age, being 83, it's just, it's a shame that, uh, you know, he, he quit smoking 20 years ago, but it was already too late. Yeah, I mean, what can you do, man? I mean, that's, you know, 83 is not too bad. So, I guess we just need to be happy we, we had him as long as we did, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... But well, how do you feel about Shatner not going to the uh, funeral? I know that's a big, big I, controversy. I've read up on that. I've really read up on that, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to hold anything against him. For one, who the hell am I to tell him how to mourn his friend's death? Sure, nobody has that right. Two, he was doing a charity ball for the Red Cross, from what I read. If that's the case. I'm sure Leonard Nimoy would want him to be there after that charity ball. He was already booked and everything. So he did, he did that. He, he sat there and did that, and then he immediately went to L.A. But he missed he missed uh, Nimoy's funeral, which was at 9 that morning, Sunday. But he got there around noon. So he was there for what they call the, uh, I guess, the Shiva. Okay. Uh, which is the mourning period. He got there. His two daughters went to his funeral. You know, Shatner had them go in his stead, and then he went there for the morning period. From what I've read in the Jewish tradition, that morning period is what, what is a big deal. The body doesn't matter at that point. The whole thing is they have to get the body buried ASAP in the Jewish tradition. So anybody who gives William Shatner shit for that can fuck off. It's, uh, I mean, he, he did what he had to do. So, no, that's, we, as fans, we would all want, well, we want Captain Kirk to be there. We want it to be all like a movie and all that. That's not like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I think he did just fine. And for, uh, he's, what is he, 83 himself? So, I would uh, imagine at least, yeah. You know, for him to do that charity thing and then immediately get on a plane to go to L.A., I'm sure was taxing on him. So, yeah. 
you know, he, he got a commitment and he honored it. It was a good commitment. It was for charity. It's not like he was making money for himself. So, you know, he did that and then he went and, and did his thing. Yeah. But, you know, you know, if a, if a good friend of mine died and I did not feel like I could be at the funeral, like I could compose myself, I wouldn't go. Yeah. And if people gave me shit about it, fuck them, you know. He was my yeah. friend. He wasn't theirs. They can fuck themselves. Yeah. Anybody who sits there and bitches about, about shit like that regarding funerals needs to find something else to do. You know, that's that's whatever. I'm, I'm not going to give him grief. Shander's an asshole, but I'm not going to give him <laughs> grief over that. Well, it's like you said, who are we to tell him how to mourn his friend's life? Uh, you know, I think that pretty yeah. much sums it up. Um, and and uh, the other death, though, I get you're a Seinfeld fan, so I can't remember his yeah. name, the guy who played Kruger. Man, um, see, the last thing I remember him from was Super Troopers. Yeah. And, uh, Daniel Vaughn Bargain. Yeah. I, I hated hearing that he had died, and I hated hearing that he had had such a shitty life the last few years. Oh, I didn't realize that. He, well, he was diagnosed with diabetes. And, okay. Uh, he hadn't acted since 2009 uh, because he had had one of his legs removed. Uh, and the other one, I think, was scheduled to have parts of it removed. He tried to kill himself in 2012. Yeah. And uh that didn't work. And he's he lived the next two two and a half years until he finally succumbed to it. And that's that's awful. I hate that for him. Yeah. He was he was funny as hell on Seinfeld too. That's I mean I he's done a lot of stuff, but um that's probably primarily where I remember him from since I'm you know, such a fan of the show. Yeah, I think a lot of people remember him from that. He has a deadpan look. Uh, so yeah. he was in yeah. The Silence of the Lambs, uh, West Wing, Amistad, Broken Arrow, uh, tons of uh, TV, uh, Universal Soldier, The Return, uh, Thinner, NYPD Blue, G.I. Jane, Basic Instinct. That's some... That's some uh, some heavy stuff there, you know. That's uh, that's a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and you know, if he hadn't been diagnosed with diabetes, he would have kept working. Yeah, uh, that's that's why I hate. You know, he couldn't keep working till he died. He had to deal with that shit. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. But, but you know, I he's not suffering. Yeah. Um, I guess on to some, a little bit more lighter news. Uh, you know, they're doing a remake of uh, Masters of the Universe. Have you heard about that? Uh, you know, that's what I was wondering. I saw a picture. I don't know if it's the official picture, but I saw a picture of what was uh, supposed to be Battle Cat. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's what's uh, circulating, the Battle Cat. I, uh, yeah. it, it looks cool, huh? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, if they can 
I don't need to take it too seriously. They really don't. I mean, they need to just go all out, have Castle Grayskull and all that in there. Oh, I bet it's um, going to be serious as motherfucker. It's going to be like a Transformers uh, movie, I'm sure. Uh, it doesn't like what, need to be like that. Hmm? I just don't understand what the thought process is in Hollywood or wherever the fuck these people come up with these concepts to to remake like i mean what is it like i have no original ideas let's look at what is like 25 years old and remake it like i mean i I just don't get it i think what they're trying to do seriously is uh take properties that our generation loved and uh remake them in a way where in their mindset, we want to go see them because, oh, shit, we saw this as kids. But they want to make it in a way where our kids, you know, those of us who, you know, of our generation who do have children, would yeah. also want to see it, you know? I can uh, understand that, but but we're not the target audience for these movies. That's all that I can think of. Otherwise, you're right. They just they've just run out of ideas. They're just mining shit from the '80s. You know, they got Josie and the Pussycats coming out again. What? No, 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 not Josie and the Pussycats. It's Jim. What, oh, okay. Full thing, Jim. Oh, and, uh, uh, Jim and the uh, Rockets or some shit. Oh fuck! It was a. I'm trying to think of the. You're talking about the cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah. Jim and the fucking like. Glitter bitches of the future. Yeah, glitter bitches of the future. That's <laughs> it right there. The holograms, Jim and the holograms. I wasn't too far there we off. Go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they got that coming out. Well, is it live action? Yes. What the fuck, man? I don't. Oh, I don't know. Uh, fun stuff. I like how uh, Ninja Turtles was just released in Japan. That movie. Dude, they probably had torrent copies of that movie for a year. You know they have. Nobody's paying to watch that shit over there. I don't know why they waited that long. It probably came out in China, like, before it came out in the U.S., though, right? Being Michael Bay, probably. They love that that, that, uh, CGI shit over there. Yep. On that note, shout out to all of our uh, Korean fans. We apparently have a Korean fan base. Shout out to all you guys, because you probably speak English if you're listening to this. Is it Koreans or Vietnamese? Both, I think. I don't know. Oh, both. Okay. It's really bizarre. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to you guys. You're awesome. Uh, yeah, anybody <laughs> who can put up with hearing me rant is, uh, okay, I'm on <laughs> But, uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much it for news. Uh, we could talk about some other shit. But, okay, I'll just sum it up. Okay, they're making a shitload of, uh, superhero movies and some douchebag's gonna play some other dumb douchebag character okay that's it 
That's it. That's it. I promise if we did that, it would only last like 20 seconds. I'm so tired of people with their boners over superhero movies. It's old and tired, man. God damn. What? Oh, oh, the Avengers shit or the Age of Ultron thing that just came out? Uh, no, not. I mean, not necessarily just that, but just it's like a nonstop, like, uh, you know, snowball effect of, of other characters getting their own, uh, you know, uh, like, like other uh uh, the properties getting their own releases, like Deadpool, and uh, yeah. I don't know who all you, you know so, all it is. Like fucking like Aquaman's got his own shit coming out, and uh, I don't know. I was to make a, uh, a rocket raccoon solo play. Just for you. That wouldn't surprise me at all. <sighs> fucking Zachary Zachary Ty Bryant uh, got his career set up. Or no, what's his name? Uh, fucking, uh, you know, the dude who, who did the voice. Uh, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper, that's it. Not uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, so, somebody fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> But, uh, well, I guess we can go and get started here, man. That's all the news I had, unless you had anything you wanted to add. Mm, I can't really think of anything. But, uh, yeah, I guess we can go and get started about the convention here. Well, it's been, been pretty good so far. A lot of people here. In fact, too many yesterday. We could hardly move in the corridors. Uh, but today is much better. Sunday. Uh, easier, quieter, more relaxed. And uh, I'm enjoying myself very much. This was in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Pensacon. This is a uh, the the Pensacola Comic Con. Actually, this is the first convention I've ever been to. That's not a uh, you know not strictly a horror convention. This was a mainly a sci-fi convention, I'd say. And it was uh, February 27th through March 1st, and we just went for that Saturday, February 28th, which was a big mistake, I think. Yeah. But. Uh, well, how do you feel? I'll just go ahead and let you get started here. I know you got a lot to say. Well, first off, I'll go into what I've been reading because I've been keeping up with people's comments on the okay. Facebook page and everything. Because uh, last year was the first year of it. And uh, from last year, from what I could tell, last year had 11,000 people total. Um. Uh, and there were people complaining about it on the jump from last year to this year, saying that the prices doubled just within a year. Uh, because that Saturday you and I went, it cost us about $50 just to get in for a ticket, yeah. which was ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, that day alone, they sold 10,000 tickets, which... Here's my thing. I think that's actually awesome. That says a lot about them to have that much of a growth over just a year sure. span. But they were in no way prepared at all. No. And Not at all. Very. Is you, well, go ahead. You've got people on there who are defending it. There are people saying that, well, you know, when you go to uh, Disney World or Universal Studios, you, you expect to have to stand in line. It's like, this is a convention. 
it's 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 just a, and, and the line so for the uh, celebrities were not the problem. The lines right. for us were for the vendors area. I think that was the stupidest thing in the world because those vendors lost money. I know they lost money on that shit. Well, let's just break it down here. This was in a stadium, I think like an ice hockey stadium yeah. or some shit. That's what it this was. This is probably the probably the largest venue in Pensacola, I would imagine. It is. So I actually looked at it so they can't move it. Okay. They're going to have to do something. I mean, the, the, the show was overbooked, grossly overbooked, because we never even got to go to the vendors section which was on the bottom area where they would actually play hockey, you know, where the players would be. That's where the vendors were on the very bottom. And we didn't yeah. even get to go there. It was because of uh, fire code, we were told uh, they had to limit the number of people down there, which I totally understand because it it was barely fucking elbow room down there the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, you could see it. They had too many vendors down there. It was overbooked with vendors. Well, both vendors and, and you know, people coming in, you know, it was, uh, what pissed me off the most about that, let's say we got up there around 3.30, I think. I asked the guy about it, he said it was going to be about an hour and a half. Uh, they were going to close all that shit down at 6.00. If we were lucky, we would have gone there at five. If we were lucky. No, I don't think but, we would have got down there at all. No, I don't think so either. <clears throat> and uh, I would have been pressured to buy something, you know, that, which is not the point of a vendor's area. If I walk down there and see something I want, sure, I'll get it. If I don't, whatever. That's no problem. I've never ever had to deal with anything like that. The worst thing about it, I think, was the fact that you had to sit in the fucking seats watching everybody find right. shit that you were not going to be able to go there, down there and see for an hour and a half. Well, what they did was they basically closed the vendor's area to people coming in, and then they made people sit in rows, and they would call, uh, you know, when after a certain period of time, they would call a row to go down in the vendor's area after it cleared out. Um, yeah, that's that's basically the way it was set up, which was, it makes no fucking sense. Dude, I you know, if I had to do that, I would have had, I'd say, two people come out, let two people in, in the world. Just keep them doing that, like a line. But even that was ridiculous. I, yeah, the whole thing was mismanaged. They kept uh, selling yeah. tickets to about two or something like that. At least two, man. At least two. Yeah, 10,000 people was way too much for that. The stadium, you know, the way, even us having to walk to the celebrity area, the problem was you go up to the wheel call line at, on the ground level, buy your tickets, and then you had to walk up three flights of, of stairs to get to the celebrities area to even see them. And in order to move around, you had to keep sit there and keep walking around. You had to walk around the entire stadium to get to that area. Yeah. Wherever you wanted to go anywhere else than where you were meant going up and down multiple flights of stairs, which is total bullshit. I've never seen uh, anything like that before. Um, and had I known it was going to be like that, I wouldn't have gone, and I won't go again. 
because of that. That that was a, one of my main pet peeves was the walking. Because it's like, oh, okay, you know, we we're at the autographs. Okay, we want to go to the vendors. It's not only up and down flights of stairs, but I mean, just like all through this like maze of fucking bullshit. It was not easy. But, if we had not no. run into a friend of a friend of mine that was already there, we would have been lost. I, I was lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, uh, my whole intent was to be able to go to the vendors area and see if somebody was selling posters or or hobby cards or you know eleven by seventeens of some of the stuff. I could really? buy those and take them up there and get them signed by the celebrities. I couldn't do that shit. Uh, You know, uh, the positive aspect is I was able to go and see the three people I was dead set on seeing, which was uh, Trace Bolu, Frank Conniff from Mystery Science Theater, and Julian Mm -hmm. Glover, which was... Well, that was was like the first thing we did was go get get those so we could guarantee we, we, you know, we could get those. Yeah, and I, I almost wish we had at least tried to go to the vendor's area first. There's no way we could have yeah. known. There was no sign, no nothing saying anything. You just had to walk up and ask somebody. Uh, but it was, and I did not like the fact that you could not walk into the convention through the ground level unless you were crippled, which really fucking pissed me off. No, uh, it's hard to even paint a picture of the way it's designed. Like, I mean, like you're looking at a stadium and you walk through the doors and you could basically walk right onto the vendor floor that way. That's not yeah. how it was. That was only special needs, whatever the fuck that means. That was a shit ton of uh, wheelchairs and people there for some reason or another. People with strollers taking up space. But what this thing is, is you, you know, you're looking at the front of the stadium you have to walk up this entire like ramp, which is at least a story. I don't know, man, but I mean it's it's a good good walk to get up there, and then you have to yeah. go walk back down to get to where the uh, the autographs are, the uh, you know the uh, celebrities. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Then you had to go up to the top of the uh, stadium and then walk back down to get down into the vendors area. Um, you, you were more pissed off than I was about the vendors. I was ready to go, man. My feet hurt. I was tired of being there. I was tired of rubbing elbows with these stinky fucking people. I was, you know, just, I mean, uh, an hour of that shit goes a long way, man. We were there for probably three or four hours at that point. Um, uh, know, I was, I yeah, was I ready to go it. anyway. Oh, I mean, just even in the autograph area, you know, you have the three rooms which were partitioned off, and it was kind of weird how they were doing the, uh, you know, they had people holding the signs up. This this is the line for Michelle Nichols yeah. or whoever. Yeah. Um, not only that, but you had people in the hallway, which was already congested. Right. You know, beyond belief. I mean, it was tough to get anywhere. And then you go out, like, you go outside, and the people are like, if, if you're trying to go out to go anywhere, you can't do it from here. If you're just trying to get a breath of fresh air, you can go out here. It's okay. Everything was roped off when you could probably walk down right there and get to where you're going, but you have to walk all the way around the fucking thing to get there. 
which I don't understand that. I mean, once you walk in the fucking doors, you know, it shouldn't be a problem about where you go in that place. You know, it's not like people are getting in. I mean, it's, it's almost like they're concerned about people not paying to get in. That's you know, exactly what but, it was. But, but I mean, how the fuck did you get in? I mean, you're you're in there. I mean, that's it. There's only like two ways to get in. Well, see, that's the thing, man. They uh, they were so worried about that that they bottlenecked the whole damn thing. You know, yeah. you only had yeah. a couple of ways. You, if they had opened up everything, I think people could have moved around a lot more freely. I mean, a lot more freely. But they had yeah. like. But like you said, it was only a select few entrances that you could get through. Which I, I mean, I, I get why they don't want people just sneaking in, but that wasn't the way to do it. That that to me was a fire code because I think those are built in a certain way to handle a certain amount of people. You have to have so yeah. many exits open. So I don't think they if there was such a big deal on the vendors floor that they should have even blocked off as many exits as they had blocked off. I agree. But, yeah, but, man, we got to the vendor's thing, and the dude was just telling me how long it was going to take. Yeah, that's when, I, uh, when I'd had enough. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like driving down there and paying that to get in to not even be able to, you know, at least but, do everything. That that ruined our fucking experience, man. Like we paid fifty bucks to see the fucking convention, and we didn't get to see it. Yeah. That that they owe us money back. They owe us a refund, or they owed us a Sunday pass for free, or something, man. Because we didn't get to see part of the reason we came down there. Yeah. And you know, there were people that got there way after we did. That there's no way they got their money's worth. Oh, man, there's, yeah, there's no way. Because we got to the convention, what was it, about 12, 1230? Which yeah. should have left us plenty of time to check out everything. Uh, that's what we thought. That's what we planned for, but shit. I mean, in our, you know, in our experience, that, 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 that would have been plenty of time, you know, at other conventions. Yeah. Um, honestly, man... The walking and stuff we did on this one put the uh, spooky empire thing in perspective. It did. Where it was like nothing. Uh, I still say it was bullshit that we couldn't walk from the fucking hotel to the convention center because they do connect. Yeah. But anyway, that's a whole different deal. That was a still a much better fucking setup than this. Yeah, it was. It ran smoothly. You know, they had a lot of people. But. And we we didn't stay at the hotel, wherever the hell the hotel was for this place. I mean, apparently, like, it's close by to the fucking stadium. I don't know. But it's definitely not like, you know, you're staying at a hotel and the convention is at the hotel, you know, in the convention portion of the hotel. It was somewhere completely different. Uh, there's like, no way I would have wanted to stay right there with the way they had that set up. I'm, I'm glad we didn't, because the Rose rooms were expensive. No, we were... We were... Actually, the hotel we got in was in a good location. You know, we were in a nice area. You know, we could have walked to their convention had we known exactly how close it was when we got there. Yeah. 
But that would have just been more walking, you know, walking yeah. up and down a fucking thing, so I wouldn't have... Whatever. I mean, after... Actually, the most fun I had at the convention was after. After we left the convention. Yeah. You know, we just uh, went down and checked out Gulf Breeze. Ate at a delicious place called Native Cafe. I've got to do a shout-out for that. Oh, yeah, that's uh, it. Native I was talking about the name. Yeah, they were they were excellent. If you ever go to Gulf Breeze, which I recommend, it's a pretty place. Uh, check out the Native Cafe. Yeah, I'll be going back for sure. Uh, I want to stay in Gulf Breeze. Yeah, same here. Um, oh, that's a nice place. And I like Pensacola too. Like if you stay in Gulf Breeze, it's just right across the bridge. You can go into Pensacola, and there's tons of shit to do in Pensacola. Yeah, I like that area, man. I really do. Yeah, uh, it was nice. It's just I've got no complaints like, with that. No, no, not at all. You know, if it hadn't been for Pensacola being as nice as it was, the whole trip would have been a wash. But, yeah. uh, no, it made up for it. I mean, I enjoyed going down there. And, uh, man, the, the beaches and Gulf Breeze just... Beautiful white sand and emerald green water out there. Uh, yeah. That's green was sure. really pretty. Uh, really nice. It's not like, you know, you go down to Bluffs or Gulfport and, you know, it looks like, I don't know, it, it looks like everybody's shit in the water hmm. and crystal. Yeah, it's uh, like brown. Yeah. It's nasty <laughs> down there. But uh, all that is gone by the time you hit Pensacola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's further down into the penis of uh, Florida. The penis. So yeah. you're, you're, you're getting closer to, you know, getting out of the Gulf, you know, a little bit. You're getting out deeper in the Gulf, I guess. Gulf of Mexico. But, uh, but you're, you're, we you're went, away from the, the river, so. Right, right. I guess that's where... A lot of that murky water comes from. Yeah, the Mississippi River is so polluted that all that doo-doo water is all in the coast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say that like a three-year-old. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, kids say it the best, so. Um, I got derailed. Uh, uh, but back back to the convention itself, um, did I mean I wasn't even happy with the way the celebrities were arranged in those. You said it was three rooms. I just remember two rooms and probably one room we didn't go in. But uh, it was yeah because I never saw uh, uh, Nichelle Nichols. Oh, so she was in that big room during the we went in. Yeah. Okay, I just must have not uh, not uh, seen her. It wasn't a very big room, though. I mean, there was that room, and there was a smaller room uh, next to that, which is where I went to get the few autographs I got, the two autographs. Yeah. Um, which, another thing, did you notice they put all the black people in that smaller room? Did they? They're racist. I didn't notice that. No, with the exception of Nichelle Nichols, but... 
she was Tony Todd was in there. Tony Todd was in there. Uh, uh, Tiny Lister was in there. Uh, Ray Don Chong was in there. She was real sweet when we saw her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got her autograph, and I also got uh, Tony Todd's autograph. And he was nice. Um, he was. He charged thirty-five bucks, which I thought was too much um, for him. Yeah. But uh, I've always wanted to meet the guy. You know, I'm a big, big fan of Candyman and you know his other work. But um, the the one thing I remember about him is uh, his hands were fucking massive. Oh, were they? Like, you know, and he, he's a big guy, man. He didn't ever stand up, but I know he's pretty tall. He's like six, seven, or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, he, but, he you know, I'm not, I, I saw him sitting down. It was yeah, pretty big. But like, I'm not short, you know. Like, I'm I'm almost six one, so you know, I'm taller than a lot of people. But he like dwarfed me. His hands like wrapped around my hands. Like I mean, wrapped around like it's fucking ridiculous. So uh, like I've uh, I met George Foreman one time, and I remember uh, how big his hands were. But uh, yeah, Tony Todd's hands were definitely bigger. George Foreman's hands were like meteor, you know. They're just yeah. like fucking clubs. Just oh, to club the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm surprised he has fingers still. I just meat hawks for yeah, that's smashing for for the smashing machine. But uh, no, he was a nice guy. I just, I mean, it wasn't very personal or anything. Um, I was much more pleased with my experience with uh, Ray Don Chong. She was very nice. And the, only, the only thing I'll say about her is she didn't have a uh, an eight by ten of uh, her role in uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which is what I really wanted from her. That's, that's probably yeah. one of my favorite roles. And she didn't have anything from uh, Soul Man either, which is another you know, movie I love her in. But, uh, yeah, she's a nice lady, and you know, I'm a big fan of her. So I'm glad I got to meet her. I just I wish I'd brought something for her to sign, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd... Yeah, uh, you, you kind of, it's kind of a crapshoot, you know, when you go up there, whether to have something I, you want or not. I just, I didn't think about it, and, you know, in all honesty, it was just, you know, that's one more thing I got to bring and do. You know, I was just planning on walking in with nothing, because that was a mistake I made when I went to my first convention. I brought all kinds of shit for people to sign, so I'm just lugging all this crap around with me the whole time. Yeah. I mean, you know. It is a little bit uh, of an asshole. The next convention I go to, I'm definitely taking my bag with me. Yeah. Uh, to carry everything in, that seems to be the smartest thing to do. So that's what I'll do from now on. That way I can keep my own pictures in there and get them aside if that's what I want. Um, yeah. For sure. I, I, I always say, forget, uh, man. Um. Julian Glover was really cool to see. Uh, you know, he, he's getting up there in age seventy nine, but and and people listening to this will probably remember him as the villain from uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Yeah. Uh, but and, and Star Wars, I think he was in Empire Strikes Back or Jedi. I know he wanted that in A New Hope, but uh, you know when I when I picked up. The picture for Quatermass in a pit. 
it's when he just started talking to me about it because I, I guess nobody else had picked that up. So he, yeah. you know, he just started telling me about it, which is really cool because I love Quatermass. I think he's – he was asking me if I had the Blu-ray and had seen it, which I, I do. I watched the, uh, the interviews with him in there. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's it's kind of funny because his character is Colonel Breen, and uh, the person doing the interview asked him, like, do you consider Colonel Breen to be the villain of this movie? And I was like, oh, yes, I think he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of funny. He's just kind of candid, you know. He was really yeah. kind for somebody who's been established for, like, the last 50 years in film. He would not know it. He is very down to earth, and he will just talk to you. He's a really nice man. I, I was so glad to meet him. I've been fortunate to meet these people, and they turn out to be nice. Because my thing is, if they turn out to be an asshole, I'm probably not going to like them anymore. Yeah. Oh man, he was super nice. He, uh, yeah, when you were talking to him about uh, the Quatermass, he he just had a huge grin on his face, and I got a yeah. great a great picture of him. I love that picture. I'm probably going to put it in my profile on Facebook. Cause yeah, just, it's, it's super nice. Just, you know, I, you know most, I guess most people here in America don't know about Quayer Mass, but he's an awesome character from Britain. Uh, and, uh, you know, after I had that picture taken with him, uh, where I turned into an Asian I look Asian when I take these pictures, man. My eyes squint, and I have that little mustache. I don't know what it is, man. Uh, I've noticed it in the past, too. Certain pictures I look very distinctly, like, you know, like an Asian dude. Uh, Like that dude from uh, Deadwood, you know. Just walking around going, swidging, swidging, cocksucker. But, uh, yeah, after that, he he just started talking to me more about it. He was like, you know, Andrew Keir, who played Quatermass, uh, has passed away, but Miss Barbara Shelley's still alive. She's a sweet old lady now. And uh, I didn't know what this, I didn't expect him to be that talkative, man. I would have loved to have sat down and just spoken with them. He he was going to talk to you longer, but I think there was a few people waiting for his yeah, autograph. Right. He would have talked to you longer. Uh, that's my thing, man. If I had known the Benders area was going to be such a fucking caution fuck, I probably yeah. would have just stayed up there and tried to talk. Because I'm sure he would have been glad to talk to somebody who knew uh, something about his British stuff. Instead of just Star Wars, everybody's like, I love you in Star Wars. Everybody's talking I know, man. That, that's something I was going to mention, too. It's like going to a place like this, like this is, you know, as I said, my first non-horror convention. This is basically just sci-fi and fantasy and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I almost feel like an asshole to like Star Wars. Like, just like there's like a million fucking Boba Fetts there, you know. It's like, what the hell? Well, it just... I don't know. It's just like overkill. It irritates me, because with somebody like that, he was well-established before Star Wars. He's done a lot of stuff besides that, and all these people know is here from Star Wars, because that's all they want to know, that, like, tunnel on that. Well, it's Uh, it's it's like... uh, I'll go ahead. 
Well, it's, just, it's the same thing. It's what pisses me off about Peter Cushing. It's everybody knows of his grandma Tarkin from, from yeah. Star Wars. It's like, dude, this guy did so much stuff for like, you know, 20 years before Star Wars. And he did stuff for nearly 20 years after. Yeah. You know, it's just, these are great British actors who have done a hell of a lot more than fucking Star Wars. You know, Alan yeah. Guinness, I mean, he's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's, he's one of the lady killers of the bridge of the river Kwai. He's, mm-hmm. he did so much more stuff. Right? That's what irritates me about that. And this isn't saying that Star Wars sucks ass. It's just, that's not everything, you know? <sighs> I don't know, man. I just feel so vanilla. I mean, I, I like Star Wars probably as much as anybody, but you know, it almost it almost taints it a little bit for me when it's so mainstream. You know? Yeah, it's too much, man. At least it's just overload. It into a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, one thing that I didn't think was cool, and I'm actually gonna gonna do this, especially for Mr. Glover, is. Uh, you can go to a site called fanmail.biz, B-I-Z, and uh, you can get addresses to write to uh, celebrities. And people are, are free to put their own, uh, like, whether these addresses get any response or if they get, like, personal responses or not. And uh, he writes to people, Julian Glover does. So I'd like to write to him and, you know, see if I can find a better picture of Quatermass to get him to sign. Those um, people are, are, are having luck with him doing that. Some people just sign, like, stamp their autograph on stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it just depends. Like, Chuck Norris will sign anything you send him. You might have to wait a few months, but he'll do it. For free, too. Yeah, all you have to do is send a uh, stamped envelope to them. You know, where it doesn't cost them anything. All they'll do is decide for you. That's it. You know, more often than not, they don't seem to have a problem with it. That's that's great. I mean, that's the way things used to be. You know, before conventions were so big. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, most celebrities... They didn't charge for the autographs. I remember reading not too long ago that Cary Grant actually, he, he had so many people bugging him for autographs, he started charging a nickel for them. Uh, it was just a different time, man. I think you could go to conventions back in the, like, 70s and 80s, and they wouldn't charge for them. You know, I wasn't charged for the autographs when I went to G-Pass back in uh, 2006. I don't oh, you didn't pay for anything. No, I, I paid for the convention itself. But I have free reign over getting autographs and uh, going to the vendor's room and all that. That's the best convention experience I've had, but it was much, much smaller. Maybe a thousand people, maybe. Well, that's awesome. But, I mean, I've heard, you know, back when they had the first Fangoria conventions that everybody was free. Yeah. I mean, even, like, conventions in, like, 2005, 2006, you know, people that, that charged, it was, like, $10, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting ridiculous, though. 
Uh, I don't know if you've heard. I just saw this. Uh, Harvey Bennett has passed away. He was a uh, producer on uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I did. I saw that shortly before y'all this. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got Star Trek on the, I mean, Star Wars on the brain. I was just trying to see uh, what he died of. Being old? He looked old as hell on the picture I saw. 84. Yeah. Um, I saw in the news that the world's oldest person just celebrated her birthday. She lives in Osaka. She's 117. Damn. Like we probably eat more. We probably eat more red meat in a month than she has in her entire life. Probably, but then again, dude, she probably like goes out to the ocean every day and eats raw fish with her face. She just goes catches that in there. Eats like sea urchins and crab. Just eats them alive. Well, fuck it. Maybe that's what we need to start doing. Yeah, just eating things alive. Uh, you may not be far off. I know a lot of those, you know, the Japanese like fishermen and stuff will eat, you know, fish that they catch right off the boat. Raw. Well, I, I don't think they eat a lot of protein in their diet either. Not they not nearly as much as we do. I mean, yeah, lots right. of rice, I'm sure. But, uh, uh, yeah, it sucks about uh, Harvey Bennett. Yeah. Um, mm. That's like you said. Right. They're, all, they're all passing away. Oh, man. It's just going to be like a flood um, because it's so many people that are up there in age, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Especially for the stuff, you know, for the, like, the 60s. People from the 60s or 70s are going to be dying off now over the next uh, decade or so. Yeah. Well, shit, I hope not the 70s. That's not too old. No, but, uh, I mean, dude, that's 40 years now. Yeah. You know, let's say if they let's say if they were in a movie in 1974 and they were 25 or 30, you know, that puts them, what, around 70 years old. I would hope not, too, but, you know, all things work out. Um, but well, back to the convention. One one more thing I wanted to mention, and I'll get off my soapbox. Well, actually, a couple more things. <laughs> um, okay. The uh, you know the pocket knife deal. Oh. Okay. I uh, I made the mistake, and I didn't take my pocket knife out uh, before I you know went into this place. And uh, you know I'm walking through the doors. We're about to go in. You know to to where the whole thing starts. You know the entrance. And there's this lady asking if people have, uh, you know, guns and pocket knives and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I don't know. I just, you know, yeah, I've got a pocket knife. And uh, so she she makes me take a picture of it on my phone so she can make sure that I get it back. And, uh, you know, puts it in this box with a shit ton of other knives, which I didn't feel comfortable about to begin with. Because this is, you know, not a, not a cheap knife. This is about a $50 knife that I had um, that I didn't want to lose. 
Yeah. And, you know, then we just walk in. You know, there's no metal detectors. Like, they didn't, you know, give us any kind of search other than ask us if we had guns or knives on us. And, I mean, just the thought crossed my mind that, you know, if I was the type of person that I was going to stab somebody, I probably wouldn't have told the truth that I had a knife on me. I mean, don't you well, kind no, of agree with no, that? I mean, doesn't that, yeah. that sound kind of fucking ridiculous? There were no uh, detectors or any. Uh, there may have been detectors right there in the normal entrance, the special needs entrance, but nowhere else. No, there, so, we yeah. didn't walk through any. No, I, I could have uh, said nothing and been fine. You know, I could have not told. I mean, it was just it was just a knee jerk reaction. You know, because I told the truth. Um, I just ignored but, her. I mean, what if, you know, what if TSA, what if that was TSA security? You know, do, do you have a bomb on you? you have any guns and shit? Okay, you're good. Go on. You know, uh, yes or no answer. TSA, they would have stuck all ten fingers in you. Oh, it's, it's going that anus. Yeah. But uh, I just thought it was so stupid. I mean, see what I'm saying? Like, if I was a fucking nutcase who was going to stab somebody with a goddamn knife... I would have lied and said, no, I don't have a knife on me. And, you know, went about my merry way and, you know, stabbed Tony Todd in the face or whatever the hell I was going to do with it. Dude, I, mean, I imagine there were a lot of knives in that convention. Um, I don't know. I just felt like such a dumbass for saying yes. When I could have just walked and said nothing. Uh, but I mean that, that 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 doesn't make sense. I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna scream like that, you need to get metal detectors, you know. Yeah. Because you know, you know, people don't tell the truth. Obviously, criminals don't tell the truth. That's why they're criminals. Yeah. Um. But uh, that just seemed really stupid to me. But uh, I did want to mention uh, Dave Dave Dorman. Who was actually the the part I enjoy the most about the convention? The uh, the artist. Yeah. That, yeah. Glad you brought him up. That that ties into the to the Star Wars thing that we were talking about earlier, because you know the majority of what he had was his Star Wars art. You know, uh, and you know the main stuff I wanted to see from him was from the Alien versus Predators comics. You know the yeah. the covers he did for those were really what I, you know, wanted to get. And I, I thought he would have more than he did. And, I, you know, it made me wish I'd, I'd brought some stuff with me. Again, you know, I wish I'd brought some stuff with me for him to sign. Because he was a super nice guy. And, you know, I really enjoyed talking with him. And, uh, you know, I bought two of his little art books and got him to sign those. And uh, His stuff is so good, too, man. Yeah. But, you know, the whole time he's sitting there working on, uh, you know, a, a drawing of an Ewok, you know, for a, you know, for a fee. He'll, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's, I don't know. I guess it was probably refreshing for him, someone talking about something besides Star Wars. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that was the whole thing with you and Glover, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I got that picture. I did, so I buy a Warman. That's yeah, that's awesome. It was the only alien that, thing he had. Pardon. That that nineteen and three quarters by seventeen and three eighths. Yeah, you know I've never measured that. I'm gonna do it while we're on this podcast. <laughs> I want I want to know what it is. Not. It's fucking nuts. 
There's, there we go. That's my measuring tape. If that was anywhere near a, a regular size, you would know it. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, right off the bat, it doesn't look like anything I've seen. But uh, like I was telling you, a lot of these artists, uh, pictures and stuff like that are never uh, regular sizes. That's so strange to me. I don't. I don't know why that would be. I mean, I. I, I don't know why. Like I don't know why they would go out of their way to make things hard to frame. I I don't know, but you know when I worked in the frame mm-hmm. shop, it was a constant. You had I had so many people coming up to me, help me find a frame out on the floor that I could put this in. I measure and be like, I don't have anything. But I I just don't see the purpose. It almost sounds like you're hindering your fans. You know. Yeah, it's not, sure. it's, it's not uh, going to translate into more money or more, you know, whatever on their part. But anyway, I'm looking at Dave Dorman's uh, listing here on the on the Pentacon website, and he's, like, surrounded by Star Wars art. So there's not anything but Star Wars around him. That's probably all he's been able to do since the 90s. No, because in the 90s, it was aliens and Predator, especially in the early 90s. Um, that that right. picture is uh, nineteen by thirteen. Oh, nineteen by thirteen. Wow. Yeah. That's not quite as bad as I was expecting. Still, you go from sixteen by twenty to an eighteen by twenty-four. You know, with a huge mat around uh, it. Yeah, you have to get a huge mat. You go get that frame. That mask going to cost you forty bucks or so. Oh, at least. Yeah, you will get it fifty, sixty bucks just to get that frame. But so. I mean, I guess you know, doing Star Wars art is not the worst gig in the world. I mean, it probably pays pretty well. Oh, I imagine that's fine. Um, I. I I did like that he was saying that, you know, with the new movie uh, probably coming out, the Dark Horse, I guess it was Dark Horse, and somebody was looking into more alien stuff. Oh, he was commissioned to do something for aliens for the uh, 30th anniversary of aliens, which will be next year. Wasn't he talking about something for uh, Prometheus, too, when they were introducing some of the Prometheus lore into the aliens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was talking about and, uh, something to have all of them tie them together. Dude, that was, I, I, I would buy that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he comes up with. That's right. He told me to go follow him on Facebook. I'm going to do that now because it'll, you know, post all his shit up on there of what he's got going yeah, I, on. I put him on mine. He, uh, uh, the only thing I've seen him put up there is... Uh, he got more of those uh, limited edition Star Wars comics there. So I guess you could buy those through him and he'll sign up for you. Now, is this is this a Dave Dorman artist page, or is this his like his personal uh, page? Uh, it was his artist page that, I, that I'd be friend of. Okay, yeah, he's got a variant, Star Wars variant up for sale. 
I believe that's him. Just a really talented guy, and you know, I really enjoy his art. He lives in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah growing up, man, when we were to those comics, you know, reading all those Alien versus Predator comics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. This Hercules movie is ridiculous. He just threw a bear <laughs> into space. I can't believe it's still on. I put the other one in. Oh, my oh, okay. God, dude. He's like fighting a dude in a bear suit, and they keep showing a real bear's face <laughs> intermingled with the dude in a bear suit fighting him. And then he throws it into space. Oh, wow. God. Um, Gotta love those great yeah. cuts on that one, huh? I, I fucking love this shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, growing up, I loved his artwork. Dave Gorman's. Yeah. Uh, his, his stuff was great. If you got that Alien versus Predator card series that they released in the 90s, it was a lot of his artwork uh-huh. in there. He did a lot of covers for that. I yeah. didn't on Star Wars, even though he was doing it. It was all the AVP stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was glad to meet him, finally. And, honestly, you know, he had artist groups there for sale for $100 each, but they were all Star Wars. Yeah, I know. So, I, I had no... If you had been, like, a cool alien or predator thing... I might have shown that out for an autograph by him. Yeah, I would have. I would have, too. I would have gotten that brand. But, uh, I would have absolutely. You know, I but, yeah, he was definitely. Sorry, um, he was definitely the highlight for me. Yeah, and just you a know, good, humble guy. I really wish we'd had a little bit more time and walked around that artist because the, above the vendors area, you could walk around, and that's where they had all the artists set up. Um, and I, I wish we'd walked around that, um, cause that was, that was cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was actually done relatively well. Uh, it was. Even though it was kind of, he was still kind of cramped just because of the stadium, you know, yeah. format, but, uh, there weren't so many people up there. Well, because it was basically only single file walking, like, because the artist oh. set up was taking up the majority of the space there. And then, you know, you have a ton of people just walking single file around it. Not, you know, not the best in the world, but, you know, not a big complaint. I think that was something that was actually done pretty well on part of the convention. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I was able to get through that pretty easily. I'm kind of well on the artist stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's, I don't know. Some of it's not not really stuff that I enjoy, but um, yeah, a lot of it I do enjoy. I at least yeah. like to look at it. You know, again, you know, that's that's what we pay the ticket for. You yeah. Know? If, if we weren't able to see that, I'd be pissed off too. But uh, that, that ticket price was uh, ridiculous. Well, just say you said ten thousand just on Saturday. Yeah. Ten thousand times fifty bucks. They did all right, man. Oh, they did fine. 
It's just the vendors, I think, in the end were screwed. I think uh, <clears throat> they had a great guest list, I think, is probably why it was was so many people there. Just so many people that were, you know, that you know you wanted to meet. And I think that, that kind of hurt them in the long run because, you know, a lot of these people got kind of overshadowed. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, Sergeant Slaughter was there, you know. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there, you know. You know, any other time, I probably would, you know, get their autograph. I'm not that huge of a wrestling fan, but, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, meeting those guys. Well, I mean, they were, especially like Sergeant Slaughter was an icon of my childhood, you know. Yeah, he was. Uh, Not only wrestling, but G.I. Joe. Um, Yeah, I would have, if I'd had the money, I would have loved to, uh, to have seen more people than I did. And, you know, if the vendors thing had not pissed me off so bad, I probably would have gone back up to the autograph area to see a couple more people. But at that point, I just got got really angry about that. Well, Colin Baker was charging, what, 40 bucks? Yeah. And his line was nuts. Yeah. Like and, you know, I'm not a I'm not really a Doctor Who fan, but you said he's probably one of the least favorable doctors to get. You know, yeah. You know, one that a lot of yeah. people don't 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 appreciate. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why you got off on charging that much for that. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the criteria is why he thinks he could charge that. I'm not sure how much Michelle Nichols was charging. I'm sure she was probably 50. I would think. Well, I mean, I guess because they can. I mean, I guess you, you, you charge it until people stop paying you for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, I was glad the Mystery Science Theater guys were $20 each. Which was more than reasonable. They were really nice too. Yeah, they were. They really were. Uh, they had a picture. You know, they had pictures of each individual one. Had a picture of both together, so you could get them both to sign that for forty bucks, which was well worth it for me. You're going to get that framed, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because uh, I mean, they've been a big part of my life. For sure. But, uh, you know, they had, you know, all these legitimate celebrities. And then they had a ton of just, like, people that do cosplays. Like, a ton of them. Yeah. Like, and I don't really know why that's a big deal. Like, why are you going to pay somebody that just dresses up in costumes? I mean, but whatever. That's, you know, people's bag. That's, that's great. But, uh. I mean, it was just so much of that shit. And I don't mind the people walking around wearing whatever dumbass, goofy thing they want to wear. Uh, but, you know, then, and you know, there's all these other people taking up all this room in the place. And all they're doing is dressing up in some costume, too. Yeah, some of them got a little too big for that, uh, for that, that venue, you know. 
And, you know, why don't you just pay the doofus next to you wearing a cardboard cutout, you know? Like, just just pay him $3 and get his autograph and go home. Because it's worth <laughs> the same shit. I guess it's because they uh, they pay 50 bucks to get in. But, I mean, what... I mean, what? I don't know. I just don't understand why those people have such a following. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just in the dark on that one. I, I'm not sure either. I don't follow it. I've seen some good cosplay out there by people who really put a lot into it. Uh, and honestly, uh, if they could do that with that, that stuff, they should be working in in movies or you know something. Yeah, uh, they've got that kind of talent. Well, I mean, I know there's there's a whole following for these women dressing really, you know, scampy stuff, you know, and take, you know, professional high-quality pictures, and, you know, people jerk off to them and whatever, and that's yeah. great, but I mean, I just don't, uh, other than that, I just don't really see any kind of appeal. I imagine there were several people jerking off to that chin. Oh, dude. Uh, it's right there. I mean, walking down the hall, they were just pulling loads everywhere. I mean, so many fucking people, dude. Like, I'm, I'm looking. It's like every page I go on, it's like five cosplay people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and at least, I I've got to say, there's one dead pool for every 20 square feet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I'm so tired of seeing Deadpool. But I do love making the joke, you know. Oh, hey, man. Oh, you're Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm Deadpool. Oh, man, Dude. Peter Parker, you're awesome. You shouldn't have been doing that, man. Going to people who had obviously spent, like, months <laughs> yeah. getting their, their character up and then and just totally misidentifying them. And when they try to correct you, just refuse to be corrected. Oh man, the the best I saw was uh, remember the girl that was dressed up like uh, Maleficent? Yeah, yeah, she did. She that, did real good. That, with that was awesome. Like, I mean, not only was her costume just like Maleficent, like the young, the younger version in the movie, but her she looked like her in the face. Like she looked just like that that actress. So I mean, she did That's a great awesome. job. I almost wish I'd gotten a picture, but I was kind of nervous. I didn't want to like bother just to guest at the. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, you know, person at the convention, just like I was. But, uh, uh, there was some weird ones too. They had that girl with the TV on her head. Oh, what the fuck ever, man. Uh, she's just looking to get banged. She, she's just looking to get get railed. Dude, I mean, she's she like, had those look with at me. Titties hanging out, you know. Uh, oh, no, I know. I told you this before, man. It's like. There was like five women in that old place that looked good, like, and they all think they're the hottest shit on earth. Like, all these nerds just like orgasming all over the place. Like, oh my god, look at her! Like, fuck off, dude. These chicks just want attention. They had that sci-fi speed dating. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I, you know, I would have loved to have seen the pairings for that. It it would have been nice to be a fly on the wall. It would have. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It would have been nice to uh, t- 
to laugh at that. If if we had paid for three day passes, if we could get down to the vendors floor, that's what I would have done. Yeah. But uh, and you know the Power Rangers was a huge deal at this convention. That was probably the main draw, I would say. They had virtually everybody except uh, you know except Amy Jo Johnson. Uh, she's the only one I'd want to see. I know. But even though I probably wouldn't pay her for an autograph. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, was, I had a lot of hope for that convention, dude. I thought, well, it's Pensacola. It'll be fun. Shouldn't be too bad. I was, I, I was thinking it was going to be much smaller than it was. Yeah, same here. I know you... You you told me eleven thousand last year, and that, that didn't translate to anything because I don't have any numbers to compare that to to anything I've been to. You know, well, everybody's got buy that over three. It's not so bad, you know. Right. I mean, everybody's got their own, you know, little tagline. Biggest biggest convention in South Pensacola, or what the fuck ever, you know. Biggest convention in South Texas, you know, whatever, whatever the dumb fucking you know tagline is, and there's no way to you know, argue that point. So I don't, I don't really have anything to base it on. I mean, I thought Texas Frightmare was a big convention, um, but going to some shit like this, man, it was nothing like it. No, I did. I just, you know, I knew this was a relatively new convention. I just, uh, I, I never expected this, but you know, they've already announced two guests for the next one. <laughs> and uh, I actually really want to see one of them. I always want to see him. Uh, well, uh, right after I moved here, he was supposed to be down there at a convention. Uh, David Prowse? Oh, that's right. Uh, you told me about that. I, I, I still want to see him. He was already. He's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Oh. Uh, so this is like probably going to be one of the last ones he does. Yeah. So I'm going to keep an eye on it because I actually would like to see him before he goes. Because he was in, um, yeah, of course he was drawing Fader, but he was also the uh, the, uh, the bodyguard in um, Cowboy Orange, and he was uh, in Two Hammer movies, okay. horror Frankenstein of Vampire Circus. Okay, yeah, I just watched Vampire Circus not too long ago. Yeah, he was a big bodybuilder guy. Yeah. So. I did give those Blu-rays back to you, didn't I? I I'm not sure. I think you did. Okay. I meant to if I didn't. But, um. Yeah, yeah, they're right there. Yeah, you gave them back to me. Cool. Um. Overall, man, I was I was pretty disappointed with with the convention itself. It, it was not fun for me at all. I uh, uh, and am sad I paid fifty dollars for that. But you know, I didn't spend a whole lot in autographs, so I guess it didn't cost me a whole lot. Yeah. It uh, yeah, I didn't spend as much as I expected to. You know, if if we had come Friday and maybe gotten two day pass or something, 
we we probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. Oh, I'm sure. But then again, we would have got everything done on Friday. Right. But we wouldn't have been under such pressure, you know, to get it done immediately. I mean, we were like, all right, man, so we'll go in there and, you know, it'll probably be thinned out by about 3 o'clock. And, you know, we'll be able to do whatever we want to do. But, you know, that's another thing. It, it closed awfully early. You know, we're used to stuff closing at like 9 or 10 o'clock on Saturday, which is the big night. And this closed at 6. Yeah. Yeah, it's extremely early. Extremely early. Even, uh, extremely early. Even, you know, I, I can understand why the... Uh, the celebrities won't be able to stay all fucking day, you know, from like 11 yeah. to, to 9 at night or something like that. I get that. I really do, especially the older ones. But yeah. uh, the other stuff should have been left open. Well, I mean, a, a Sunday pass is virtually useless, too. Because, I mean, I've been burned on waiting until Sunday to get an autograph, like, Every time I've been to a convention, they've been going oh, on that Sunday. Yeah, when well, they put that note up on the convention site saying guests will only appear like Saturday and Sunday, that's bullshit. Like, that means no, they, I'm saying they didn't Maybe say that. On None of this was ever, this was, they're supposed to be there all weekend, and they left Saturday night or Sunday morning. They checked out with, uh, you know, Jamie Kennedy's ass. You know, he wasn't there on Sunday. Oh, he left early as hell. I mean, he, he left right before checkout. Because we, you know, we yeah. slept late. Because we were hung over as fuck, and that was, that was, uh, you know, that was checkout time. We were going over to the convention. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah, that's the only reason we were in the lobby. Yeah. And he was booked for three days. Yeah, see, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see how that's fair to the, uh, you know, to us. But anyway, man, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add about the convention. I can't think of anything. Nothing good. So um, I'm going to leave my pigeon at that. Um. But, uh, um, I think Pentacon holds a lot of promise. I really do. It's nice to have one that's not not too far from where I live. But uh, yeah, I almost they're going to have to Wizard World in New Orleans because that's an hour and a half away, not two and a half hours away. I've heard a lot of good stuff about that convention too. I definitely I, want to know, go to that next year. Next I may time. just try to, uh, yeah. yeah. I imagine they already have their. Everything set up, all the kinks worked out. You know, I've avoided yeah. it because it's just kind of pricey to get in. But if they have this shit together, it's worth it. Yeah, New Orleans is an expensive city city to stay in too. Yeah, like I mean, you want the the, the shittiest motel they have is probably going to be fifty bucks a night, at least. Oh, dude, I I just. Get a hotel on Metairie. Yeah. 
Like I want, I was telling you about. I don't think I want to stay there. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you leave there with some unexpected visitors, I think. Crabs? Yeah, crabs and bed bugs and lice. Syphilis. <clears throat> AIDS. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you fuck the hookers, yeah. Yeah. You just look at them. <laughs> I don't think you have to fuck them, dude, and be within a certain proximity. It's just going to happen. <laughs> oh, shit. You gave me AIDS. I was in the same room yeah. as you. <laughs> You just get in the room, sit on the bed, and it's just, like, coated in jizz. It's like a water bed that sprung a leaf. Wow. Uh, but, uh, no, this this uh, convention is definitely going to have to scale down their guest list. Or, uh, I don't know, start charging more money for tickets, I guess. I don't know. Whatever the hell keeps the number of people down. Because there's nowhere else bigger to go there. So, um, they probably signed for multiple years, so they're probably just going to be in that same place next year. I don't think they have anywhere else to go. I don't think Pensacola has an actual convention center. That would surprise me. But you could be right. But... Anyway, is there anything else you wanted to say? I think that's it, man. Cool. Well, all right, guys, we appreciate you listening. And uh, as always, you can leave us some feedback over on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Or, uh, you know, send us any kind of, uh, you know, suggestions, anything you want us to, to watch or review or talk about on the show. You can send that to us over on Twitter or on the Facebook page, however you want to do it. But, yeah, we thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.